Hey, everybody. What an amazing regular season in fantasy. Oh, wasn't it? Didn't we have a good time? Um, and what an amazing time I had podcasting for you all. But this right here, this is episode 50. Five zero. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I thought we'd do something really fun today. So in today's episode, I wanted to look back at my sleepers and busts that I called for at the beginning of the season and just see how I did. All right. This was a really tough season to predict, but I think we came out all right. Let's get to biz. You're listening to Fantasy NHL Today. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for joining me, and thank you so much for the support. 50 episodes, my goodness. I, I, I you know, just seeing the numbers of people that listen to this and, and the people on Twitter that are reaching out, and uh, that, that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going for 50 episodes, and that's what's going to keep me going for 50 more, all right? So, yeah, I, I love chatting with you guys. I, I love the, the passion that people in the fantasy hockey community have. Um, I, I'm just loving it, so... Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So I really appreciate you all. I am Blake Creamer. I am the host of fantasy NHL today, a sports ethos presentation. Please follow me on Twitter. If you aren't already, it's at Blake Creamer S E and check us out in the discord. The discord link is in the description of the podcast. Let's do it. Let's get to biz. We're going to talk about some fun stuff today. At the beginning of the season, a couple of the first episodes I ever did, actually, um, were, were a sleeper episode, or what I called them, snoozies, and there was a bust episode. So I gave five uh, predictions on five players for both, and basically what I was looking at is average draft position on Yahoo, and trying to see where we could find some value, right? So the sleepers were basically guys that I thought were being drafted way too late in drafts that you could get some value on. And the busts were guys I thinking I was thinking that got drafted much too early, right? And there was no value there. So we'll just see how I did. I went through and it, uh, it turned out pretty good, I think. But um, yeah, let's just get right into it. I want to talk about the busts first. The busts, big busts, giggity, all right? Yeah, these guys were, some of them were big, you know, some of them less, that's fine. Um, so I'll give you the player, then I'll give you their average draft position on Yahoo, and we'll just talk about their season. And then we'll see where they ended up um, in points leagues and in category leagues, all right? And when I'm talking about points leagues, again, just standard points leagues, uh, you know, it, these, it'll be in the vicinity here because the, everyone's uh, league settings are, are different, right? So uh, I'll do my best there. Um, I have a couple just standard leagues that I have that will give you a ranking on points leagues and category leagues. I'm talking about just nine cat standard, you know, you got your six player stats and your three goalie stats, right? So, and we'll see where these guys ended up. Okay. Okay. First bust I'm talking about is that long necked beauty, that giraffe, Chris Kreider of the New York Rangers. Yeah. Um, this guy had a great season last season. I mean, 52 goals. That's beautiful. 25 assists for 77 points last season. Um, his average ADP on Yahoo last season was 26. So he was being drafted at around 26 overall. Second, third rounder. What the hell? Oh, my God. And, and this is obviously because he got 52 goals, didn't he? 
It's insane. Um, so with that 77-point season he had last season, he also had, um, let me just look at his power play numbers here, 35 points on the power play. Sheesh! Not all pee-pee times are poo-poo times. But all poo-poo times are pee-pee times. Um, yeah, power up. This man's a legend. Uh, and he also got 26 power play goals. That's, that's ridiculous. So Chris Kreider was just flying last year on that power play. He was cooking. He was a big part of that offense. Um, obviously, he was a net front, net front presence. He was getting lots of tips, lots of tap-ins, um, stuff like that. So 26 goals, he, that's, you know, that's an excellent season there for Chris Kreider. So let's see how he did this season. So Chris Kreider this season, in 78 games this season, he's up to 36 goals and 18 assists for 54 points. So, you know, not, not where he was at. I mean, last season he was on a 78-point pace. This season he's on a 57-point pace, right? So that's a big difference. Um, you know, so let's take a look what was different between the two seasons. So um, last season, you know, we talked about, if you listen to that old episode, last season we talked about his shooting percentage being very high, right? He shot at 20.2%. That is... That's pretty good, buddy. That's, that's very accurate, right? 20% on the season in 81 games. That's nice. So that says to me he's getting a lot of close-in chances, right? He's not, he's not risking them from, you know, from the blue line or from the face-off circle, right? He's, he's in tight. Um, this season, he's back down to 15.8%. So he's converting less. Um, he's shooting less as well. So he shot 3.2 shots per game last season. This season, 2.9. Still reasonable, but, you know, it's down a little bit. His ice time stayed the same. His, he got more power play time this year, uh, ironically, but just wasn't converting at that same rate. So let's look into some of the stats here. So even strength for Chris Kreider, I think what happened here, I'm looking at um, you know, his rate stats here. So he, he had 39 even strength points last season. This year he had 33. So that, that's reasonable. That's, kind of, that's in the same vicinity, obviously. Um, but the main difference here is his shooting percentage. Right. Um, And this actually was better for him. Um, You know, he got less points at even strength, but his shooting percentage was higher. So he was just he was shooting a little bit less at even strength. So shots per 60 last year, 9.39 shots per 60 this year, 8.57. So shooting less, but the shooting percentage was higher. 12.7 last year, 16.2 this year. So he's converting more, shooting less. It kind of evened itself out. But obviously, the power play is where he was, you know, making his bacon last year. And uh, that was where he fell off. He just fell off a cliff, right? Like, it, you, 26 power play goals. That, that's insane. I mean, I still look at that. That's crazy to me. I mean, that's, that's how you get your 52 goals, right? That's, that's half of his goals were on the power play. That's nuts. So looking at some of the rate stats for the power play, even just IPP right off the bat, this IPP is basically the percentage of goals he was in on, right? He either scored or assisted. And last season on the power play, his IPP was 67%. This season, 36%. So yeah, he, he, he was not as involved uh, in the scoring, clearly, by a large margin. Like it just, it just went way down, right? Also, his shots per 60 were down on the power play. 16.5 last year, 13.5 this year. But the really big one is the shooting percentage. His shooting percentage last season, 39.3 on the power play. This season, 13.1. Okay, that's huge. That's, he, that's two-thirds less. 
So that, that's what's happening with Chris Kreider there. It makes total sense. We saw this coming, right? But he was being drafted around 26. That's, that, that's, where, that's why I consider this player a bust. Like a, just, it, it made perfect sense to me. Um, so obviously the verdict on this one, Kreider is, uh, this was a total win, right? Because where Kreider ended up, you know, his average ranking in points leagues was around 70 to 75, so drafted around 26, ended up around 70, 75. That's a bust. That's a big bust, all right? Uh, and then in category leagues, it was even worse, right? Uh, in category leagues, standard category leagues, he ranked around 95. So again, drafted 26, ended up 95. That's what we're looking at here. So that this, this worked out totally. Like still a very valuable player, Chris Kreider, but he's not valuable if you have to draft him with one of your first three picks. It just doesn't make sense, right? So... Um, obviously the power play was key here. Kreider is a great player and he's a team leader on this team, but his value was just cooked when he went nuclear on the power play. That that's, that's it. Right. And I think last season was the outlier to me. This is closer to what we can expect from Kreider moving forward. I think, um, you know, his, his, this, this, this is the type of player he is, especially now with all the offensive weapons they have on that team. They don't need Kreider to just go, go crazy on the power play, right? They have so many other options. Um, so again, 54 points in 78 games. I think his ceiling, honestly, to me, moving forward is going to be 60 points. Um, but I think his floor could, could even be like 45 points, right? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. But yeah, New York just has so many options. They don't need Chris Kreider to be that kind of player. They can just have him go out there and be a beefer, just hit guys and, and lead the team, right? He's a very good leader. So, um, yeah, he was a big part of this team. They have crazy talent. I think Kreider, let's, you know, let's watch and see what he does in the playoffs. He could be an intriguing option in later rounds next season's draft. Right. And that these are the kind of things I want to point out as we're moving forward to with some of these players. Like, yeah, there's no way Kreider's going to be, you know, uh, ADP 26 next season. Like, I think we'll see it up way further, like around 120 or something like that. You know what I mean? You might be able to get him at value. So we'll see. Anyways, Chris Kreider, we won that one. That's, uh, that's not too bad. All right, let's look at the next one. Nazem Kadri of the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I think this one makes, made a ton of sense at the time. So um, last season, he had 87 points in 71 games uh, playing for Colorado. He was on Colorado's power play one there and, you know, did a bunch of damage there. His uh, average draft position on Yahoo was 66. So he's being drafted, drafted around there, you know, uh, fifth round, fourth, fifth round, right? So let's look at what he did. Um, this season, Nazem Kadri. He's got 56 points in 82 games, right? So that's, you know, <laughs> that's a big drop-off, right? So last season, 100-point pace. This season, he got 56 points in 82 games. So, um, yeah, that's huge, right? Uh, let's see why it happened. So just looking at the two seasons here right off the bat, you know, Kadri's uh, shots on goal per game stayed pretty reasonable. Last season, 3.5. This season, 3.3. His shooting percentage, you know, went down a bit. So last season, 11.3. This season, 9. Uh, he shot 9%. So it, that, that went down. But obviously, the, the really key part here, which we all saw coming, was uh, the power play numbers. He, he, last season with Colorado, he had 29 power play points. And this season, he had 19 power play points with the, with the Flames, right? So that's huge. Um, you know, that, that makes a big difference, obviously. Um, he, he just had better players to play with, I think. 
But let's take a look at what Nazem Kadri did at even strength and on the power play this season, okay? Nazem Kadri, um, kind of in uh, contrast to Chris Kreider, his shots per 60 went up at even strength. So he had a really nice 10.34 shots per 60 at even strength. That's great. That's what we want to see. That's a player who's generating a lot of chances, but his shooting percentage went down. So last season, he was shooting at 11.6% at even strength. This season, 6.5%, right? So, you know, cut it in half, right? So that's obviously his production right there, just going in the toilet. Now let's look at what he did on the power play. So when you look at Kadri's power play numbers, it's, it can be a little bit confusing, right? His IPP was higher. So last season, 60.4% of, of the goals he was in on. This season, 61. So that was up. Shots per 60, last season, 15.92. This season, 16.92. That was up. His shooting percentage, last season, 10.9. This season, 16.9. So he was, he was converting better on the power play. He was also, uh, he had a little uh, less scoring chances, only by three, and a little bit uh, lower Corsi 4 per 60. But, no, he was putting a lot of chances on net, and he was converting at a very reasonable rate, 16.92%. So what happened? I think the, 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 what I've kind of come to the conclusion on of Kadri was that deployment was the major difference, uh, big time. Like, let's take a look at Nazem Kadri's ice time. So last season with Colorado, he averaged 19 minutes and 15 seconds on ice. This season, he averaged with Calgary 17 minutes and 13 seconds, right? So that's two minutes less per game on the ice. Nazem Kadri is there. So this is why I talk about deployment and how it can make such a difference, right? Um, you know, the deployment was key. Power play time last season with Colorado, three, uh, three minutes and 53 seconds. This season with Calgary, two minutes and 55 seconds. So a minute less on the power play as well. So while his numbers were still good, the deployment wasn't there. He wasn't on the ice as much. And I think you have to factor in there the guys he was playing with on Colorado as opposed to the guys he was playing with on Calgary, right? Um, you know, when you got McKinnon and Rantanen and all these guys, Landeskog, like, yeah, you're, you're going to get more assists. That's for sure, right? And it just hasn't been, I mean, the Flames in general have underachieved. I think, you know, we're probably going to see a coaching change there. Um, because they're just not getting anything out of these players, right? But, yeah, you, you can clearly see what happened here. I think it's deployment and access to elite players with Nazem Kadri. Again, he was uh, drafted around 66. Let's see where he uh, landed. So, in points leagues, he, he ended up around uh, 79. So, it's not terrible, right? And then in category leagues, he ended up around 83. To me, that I, I thought Kadri would do a little bit worse. I thought it was going to come down quite a bit, but he was shooting a ton, uh, which I like to see, and he was, he was converting, right? He just wasn't on the ice enough to do it, right? So, to me, the verdict there, it's kind of a small win, right? Like, he... He didn't finish up around 66. He finished, you know, higher than that. So that's fine. But it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as big of a bust as I thought it would be. Like, if you drafted Kadri, and, you know, you probably wouldn't be too upset with those numbers, right? Because he didn't spend a ton of draft capital to get him. But I think, too, um, with a potential new coach in Calgary, like, if they decide to get rid of Daryl Sutter, uh, guys like Kadri and Huberdo, Huberdo especially, oh, my God, um, they, they could be value players next year. Um, because they performed so poorly. And not Kadri as much as Huberdo, right? But um, I, I think, depending on how they're deployed, I, I, like, I think Huberdo especially is going to be major value next season. 
And then Kadri, I think this is kind of what, what I would expect from Nazem Kadri moving forward. It was just a rough season in Calgary. I, I think for me personally, 65-point ceiling for Kadri with, uh, you know, like a 50-point floor. I, I think that's reasonable. You know, he has converted at a high rate in the past. Uh, this season, again, only 9%. But, you know, I think he's more of a facilitator to me than a, than a scorer. So, you know, and he has guys on his team that are facilitators too. So we'll see what happens next year with Kadri. But I think, you know, he's certainly not going to be an ADP of 66. So I think, you know, you might be able to get some value on this man. Okay. So I think that's a small win there. Nazem Kadri, I think we're two for two. All right, let's keep going. Next man up. Matty Zooks, the zucchini man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Matty Zook surprised me this year, actually. Um, you know, so he was being drafted on Yahoo around 104. So let's take a look at what he did. Um, first off, Matty Zooks, uh, his season this year, or let's talk about his season last year. So last season, he had a, a 79 points in 70 games. That was 24 goals and 55 assists for a 93-point pace. Yeah, 93-point pace. Matty Zooks. Pretty nice. The Zoodle Man. Um, it's a great season that uh, that Zuccarello had for sure. Um, so he shot the shot the puck really well. He, he uh, converted at 15.1%, so his shooting percentage was, was reasonable. He had 2.3 shots on goal per game, which is also reasonable. Um, but how about 28 power play points last season? Yeah, that was the highest total that he'd ever had. Um, and he hadn't really come close to it. So... Yeah, 28 points he had last season. That was a bit of an outlier to me, and we hadn't seen him do that before. So that's kind of what put him on my radar as a bust. So this season, what did Matty Zooks do? Well, he, he did pretty well, actually. So in 78 games this season with Minnesota, 22 goals, 45 assists for 67 points. That's a 70-point pace. You know, and uh, his shooting percentage uh, last year, 15.1. This season, 11.1. So he wasn't converting as much, but his shots went up too. So 2.3 shots per game last season, 2.5 this year. And then th- this is, these are the really key things with uh, Zuccarello that, that sort of threw me off here. He got 29 power play points this year. So one more power play point than last season. So he was able to replicate his production on the power play, which is excellent. And then this is a really key uh, piece as well. His ice time shot through the roof. So last season, he averaged 18 minutes and 36 seconds. This season, he averaged 20 minutes and 12 seconds. So that is something that I was not expecting for Matty Zooks. That's for sure. Um, Yeah, he, he did regress a little bit, obviously in his points, right? But it was only at even strength, right? Um, His power play performance, uh, as we just said, he got the best power play performance of his career so far. So he regressed a little bit at even strength. And I expected a regression on the power play, but it didn't happen. He got better on the power play. So 38 of his points this season were at even strength as opposed to 51 points last season. That's a big difference, right? But his power play stayed about the same. So um, yeah, this regression that I expected to happen did happen, just not everywhere. And like I said, his deployment went up two minutes over last season, which I also didn't expect. So let's see where he finished up. So average draft position, 104 in points and cats leagues. This guy finished around 80 to 85. So he actually brought some value, 
right? As opposed to the the 104 ADP, he he was he finished around 80 or 85th in the league in points and cast league. So yeah, that's that's just a good data point for me, honestly. Like now that um, Zuccarello has kind of done this, like he, first off, I thought age might be a little bit of a factor too. He's 35 years old. But it hasn't slowed him down. Like uh, he played the highest minute total of his career. That that's excellent, right? And you know, a lot of things went right for Minnesota. Their power play was decent. They they had got good goaltending, and and Zuccarello was a big part of everything there. So he's obviously got some chemistry with uh, Kirill Kaprasov. So um, and they had they had some rotating centers in there this season, but now Hartman's back, so he's kind of getting that deployment. But yeah, now that I see, like, I certainly feel better about Zuccarello on the power play, right? I do think his even strike numbers and this deployment, I, I cannot see him getting 20 minutes on ice average next season. But, you know, I missed that this season. I just didn't see it happening. So I think without this 20-minute deployment, I, I still feel good about his power play time. That's fine. Um, and his power play points. But I think the even strength stuff is really going to fall off. So... Maybe we missed the um, bust on Matty Zooks by one year. I think it could be this upcoming year, right? Because I just don't think that deployment's going to stick. Um, and, you know, we've seen him do this twice in, twice in a row with his power play points. So I feel good about him on the power play, uh, on that particular power play. But, yeah, I think maybe next year is the bust for Matty Zooks. Zucchini, man! Oh, he did, this is a, the verdict on this is a, is a small L, I think. A little L, right? You know... This like he 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 outperformed his draft position. So there you go. We missed the boat on Matty Zooks. I think we were one year off. But anyways, let's carry on. The next guy we want to talk about is Duchesne. Matt Duchesne. Yeah, this guy. Uh, I think this was a no-brainer call. Like the season Matty Duchesne had last year was was pretty ridiculous, right? He had uh, in seventy-eight games, he had forty-three goals and forty-three assists for eighty-six points. Um, with Nashville, that's a 90-point pace, which is excellent. His shooting percentage was was pretty high, uh, especially for him. You know, uh, he had 18.9% on the season. He shot the puck well as well, 2.9 shots per game. And again, a lot of his points and goals were on the power play. So 16 power play goals, 29 power play points last season. That's huge, right? Um, so... This was, to me, this was a prime guy to, to regress and, and, you know, go back towards the mean here. And that is what ended up happening with um, Matt Duchesne. So his average draft position was 76, which I don't know a lot of people that took him at 76. That's pretty high. And like I said, his, his power play numbers were insane. The Predators last year had the sixth best power play. The sixth best in terms of percentage. And this season, how about the sixth worst power play? Yeah, what what a turn of events. I mean, I think we all kind of thought that the Predators would, you know, they, they were kind of redlining last year with, with all their statistics and the offensive seasons that their players were having. But yeah, I don't know that I expected it to go this poorly. You know, six worse on the power play, that's, you know, that stinks. But yeah, I think we all just thought, you know, there's no chance of that season being reproduced. And there's a couple of factors, too, that, that did really affect Matthew Shane. Like, Roman Yossi was out for parts of the season, still out now, and, and Philip Forsberg was, you know, basically shut down halfway through the season. So um, that's, that obviously factors in there. But, yeah, Matthew Shane, his, the numbers were never very good, you know, in terms of his rate stats. So, like, 
if you look at his even strength numbers over the past two seasons. You know, last season, his good season, shots on goal per 68. Uh, he was shooting 8.05, this season 6.9, okay? So that's that's not great. You know, he, he's obviously going down there. Um, his shot percentage went down 16.36 down to 13.6. And then if you look at his scoring chances, he was last season 9.36, this season 8.55. You know, it's it just everything's trending in the wrong direction here. And uh, like last season was the absolute ceiling for Matt Duchesne. That, that's not going to happen again, right? And then... You know, we knew the power play was not going to be as strong and it kind of just fell off a cliff. So I think Matt Duchesne, thank you for your service. You had a great season there, but uh, let's look at where he ended up. Points leagues. uh, So again, drafted his ADP was 76. In points leagues, he finished around 140. So yeah, not good. And then in cats leagues, 239. Sheesh. Oh man, if you're, if you're like, this sucks because if you drafted Matt Duchesne, even in the top 100, you know, he, he played the whole season. He wasn't injured. He just didn't perform, right? So 140 in points leagues, 239 in cats leagues. Dang. All right, that sucks. So, um, you know, hopefully you stayed away from Matt Duchesne. Uh, the verdict, obviously, if you did, you dodged a bullet by not drafting this man. Um, you know, and now his value is going to plummet accordingly. And the truth is Matt Duchesne could be a nice pickup with one of your last picks next year. Like, this is a flyer pick, right? Like, you know, last one or two picks because I believe this is closer to the player that Matt Duchesne is, I think. Um, and that said, too, I, I do think that this is Duchesne's floor. Like, 56 points, I think. It, as long as he remains getting the same deployment with the Predators, like, you know, they should come back healthy next year. With Yossi and Forsberg is a huge key. They still have an elite goaltender in UC Saros. So, it, like... You know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, it just was not a good season for the Nashville Predators, clearly. But I think Duchesne's a little better than this. That said, the ceiling isn't much higher, higher right? So 56-point floor, that's fine. Maybe 65 as a, as a ceiling. I don't see it going much higher than that. And that's keeping all this deployment, you know, and, and, and everything here. And making sure that he stays on power play one, right? If, if that goes away, yeah, then, then you know, this production is going to fall off a cliff. Okay. So yeah, there you go. That's Matt Duchesne. I think, yeah, that's, that's another big win here for sleepers. It's a no brainer. And then last we talked about our guy, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Oh, with the pretty boy, Tony. Yeah. Hey, Hey, Tony. Yeah. Hey, that's nice. Tony D. We t- I talked about this guy a weird amount of times this season. It was crazy. Um, cause he had a surprising season, honestly. So let's look into Tony D and see what the hell's going on. So his average draft position uh, was 121 on Yahoo. All right? Yeah, 121 for Tony D. Let's see what he did last season. He played with Carolina, and he got 51 points in 64 games, including 10 goals and 41 assists. Um, So clearly, um, Tony D is an offensive defenseman. There's no question about that. He also had a plus 31. My God. Um, that's, that's weird to say about Tony D'Angelo. That, that doesn't seem right. Um, you know, but he shoots, uh, he shoots fairly well for defensemen. I mean, you know, he shot last year with Carolina 6.6%, which is good for defensemen, 2.4 shots on net 
per game. That's great. Uh, but barely any hits, barely any blocks. Like, the guy is not a peripheral guy. He did have 20 points on the power play last season. That's excellent. But my issue with Tony D'Angelo has always been his deployment. He's one of these guys that gets, like, third line uh, or third pairing defenseman minutes. And, you know, for a defenseman that you're going to draft, even if he's offensive, like, you need these guys out on the ice, right? Um, and Tony D, his, his situation is always precarious at best, you know? They get him out there, but when, when, it's, when it's crunch time, like, Tony D usually rides the pine, right? He's usually on the, on the bench. So let's talk about what happened this season. Very interesting season for Tony D'Angelo. Uh, played 70 games for the Flyers, um, scored 42 points. So 11 goals, 31 assists for a 49-point pace. Um, last season, plus 31. This season, minus 27. Yeah, I mean, that, that has a lot to do with uh, the, the team that he's on. But sheesh, that's a, that's a stark contrast there. Um, shooting percentage was pretty much the same, 6.3%. Uh, he shot a little bit more, 2.5 shots per game. That's great. Um, and look at this, his power play points, he had 19 this year. So 20 last year, 19 this year. So that didn't go down. That's fine. The big difference in Tony D's game, uh, that, that made him not fall as much as I thought he would is he was getting insane deployment from Tortorella. Like, uh, there were t- he, he was playing 27 minutes in games at times. So last season, his time on ice average was 1948. This season, 2204. 2204, that's the highest that he's ever had. Um, so, you know, that kind of bolstered, uh, bolstered Tony D and didn't, didn't let it get as bad as, as I thought that it would get, right? It was just that insane ice time. So I did not see that coming. You know, he's known as mostly a power play offensive defenseman, um, but he was used on the PK this season as well. So they had him out there in different situations. He actually blocked some shots as well. Thank you, Tony D. You know, 79 block shots for Tony D. That's not terrible, all right? You know, um, not, you know, a surprise, definitely. He did play better on the power play too, but he had he had less to work with, right? Um so Carolina, obviously, they had, you know, some elite offensive options, or maybe not elite, but they had better offensive options. And then the Philadelphia power play was just abysmal this season. I think they were last in the league, you know, uh, and with all the injuries they had, it was crazy. Like, he, he was the man. He, Tony D was the best player on the power play. Like, that's, that's a problem, you know what I mean? So that all said, um, you know, he was in and out of the doghouse all season, too, with torts, as expected. That's something that was another reason why I was like, Tony D at 121, no, I'm not interested. This is just not a player I wanted to draft at all, right? You know, and he's, he's been scratched, uh, D'Angelo, scratched the last four games of the season here. So um, it's just, yeah, it's just been a bit of a gong show there with Tony D'Angelo. I would stay away from him next season too, to be honest. But um, that said, it's a good data point for me to see him use this way, to see him get that kind of deployment when he was. Um you know, because this is just sort of the first time he's he's been put out there in those kind of situations, right? So I don't think that Torts will be back next season as the head coach of the Flyers. That's just my thought. So he's going to have to prove himself to another coach, you know. But it's just nice to know that he can do this kind of thing. But I don't think there's any way at all he gets drafted around 121. I think, he, you know, maybe a late season flyer, in my opinion. Um, obviously just a, a more of a points league guy. He's not going to give you any perifs, any bangs, nothing like that. So all said and done, 121 drafted on Yahoo ADP. He ended up in points leagues and cats leagues around 170 to 175. So yeah, 
there's better options out there. Tony D'Angelo was getting drafted before guys like Mikhail Sergachev, who we'll talk about here. Um, but, but you know, that's crazy. Even Tyson Berry, like a very similar player, but just a guy that does more and did more this season, right? You know, Brandon Montour and stuff was drafted after Tony D'Angelo. So it, it's, yeah, these are the guys we want to try and recognize so that we can, we can avoid them, right? So there you go. That's my, that's my two cents. Thank you, Tony D, for your service. So those are our five busts. I think we did pretty well there if we were able to avoid those guys. Matty Zooks was the only one who actually out, outperformed his draft position. The other guys were, were pretty bang on. So I'm happy about that. Now let's talk about the sleepers. I'm not tired. Okay. So I got to talk about my man. These are, these are guys, again, that I thought were being drafted way too low. It was insane. I thought they were going to blow these uh, draft positions out of the water. And... The first guy up, he certainly did that. Braden Point. Yes. I love it. This man was, uh, his ADP was 117 on Yahoo. What the hell? That, that made no sense to me at the time. Um, so let's take a look. Um, I want to look at Braden Point's stats. Oh, hell yeah. I want to look at this man's stats. So last season with Tampa Bay, 66 games, 28 goals, 30 assists for 58 points. That's a 72-point pace over the year. That was last year. Um, shooting percentage, 16%, you know, that's, that's low for Braden point. Um, he's, he kept his shots, uh, reasonable 2.7 per game, you know, and he had 22 power, 22 points on the power play. Right. So a reasonable season for Braden point, just underachieved, right? He was injured last season. Kucherov was injured for a lot of last season. So it was kind of makeshift, makeshift lines at time for Braden point. Now let's fast forward to this year. I think, you know what the hell this man did. It was crazy this season. He, he still could get 50 goals. So um, 81 games played. He's at 49 goals, 43 assists for 92 points. Bang. That's what we wanted to see. That, this, is, this, is kind of, this, is what I, this is what I expected of Braden Point. Um, you know, 93 point pace. That's excellent. Um, his shooting percentage is high. He's done this before, but his shooting percentage was 21.3 this season. I asked for a high note. He's shooting about 2.8 shots per game as opposed to 2.7 last year. And how about 29 points on the power play as opposed to 22 last year? So the power play was cooking a little more. His ice time stayed the same. I mean, last year, 19 point, uh, 1927. This year, 1941. So what the heck was the difference? Like I said, both he and Kucherov were injured at times last season. So that affected his output. Um, big thing this season, he was healthy. Right? And so was the rest of his team. He came in healthy. And honestly, his sleeper status was based on his ADP. Um, 117, ludicrous. No. All right. His, his performance at even strength this season made all the difference. Right, And he was converting at a very high rate. All right, Probably a little too high. He was probably redlining a little bit this year. To me, um, th- this season right here is probably Braden Point at his ceiling. Right? 93 points. I don't think we're getting much better with Braden Point than that, right? But that said, this is a 93-point player at average draft position 117. That's nuts, right? These are, these are league winners. If you, like, I picked up Point, um, you know, I was in a couple competitive leagues, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get him where I wanted to get him. But I did pick him up in two spots, like, at insane value. Even, I, I think I reached just the ADP. Like, I reached at, like, 90. And one of them, I think I did 80. Like, just to get this guy on my team because... Here's how we finished up. So Braden Point in points leagues finished uh, 17. 
Yeah, he drafted uh, drafted at 117, finished 17. All right, then in category leagues, a little lower because he doesn't really hit or block or do anything like that. But uh, category leagues, 42. But still, um, a major win. If you picked him up, this is a big dub. Braden Point, we salute you. That's excellent, right? Um, so that said, I think that this right here, this season that he had, this cooks his value for next season's draft, right? Like, I think, you know, just, just keep in mind, like, 17 and 42. So he ranked 17th in points leagues and 42nd in category leagues, right? So where, where does that leave his ADP? Like, if he's, even if he's around 50, it's still reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy I want to look at next year, but you're, you're not going to be able to get him at this kind of value. Right. And that's why we targeted Braden Point. That's why I wanted to show that player to you and just let you know, like this, this guy's out there. And, you know, these guys like this, he can win your league. Right. So Braden Point, thank you so much. Let's move on to the next sleeper that I picked. And it was uh, New Jersey's Jack Hughes. Again, this was not rocket science. This was a no brainer. This guy was being drafted ADP on Yahoo 95. Jack Hughes, 95. Okay, obviously we all know this was a win here. The guy got 100 points this season. Let's take a look at what he did. So last season, uh, injury-riddled season, he had 49 games with the Devils, 56 points for a 94-point pace overall. Um, You know, he got his uh, shooting percentage sorted out, um, 15.8% after a couple, you know, sub-10% seasons there. So this is last season, 15.8%. And his shots on goal per game, 34 Per game, right? So that's that's reasonable, right? Now, fast forward to this season. You know, obviously, we see what uh, what he's working with here. Seventy-seven games, forty-three goals, fifty-four assists for ninety-seven points. He's on a hundred and three-point pace. Oh man, like just you know that we all kind of expected this, but that's why it was so surprising to see him. His ADP was at ninety-five. That that made no sense, and. Some, something that Hughes has been doing amazing uh, this season is shooting the puck. So, again, last season, 3.4 shots per game was his average. This season, 4.3. That's elite. There's not too many guys doing that, right? Um, you know, you're looking at Austin Matthews. You're looking at David Pasternak, Timo Meyer, Brady Kachuk, Jack Hughes, right? He's up there now with the, those elite shot producers, right? And he finished at uh, 13, 13% shooting percentage. So that's excellent. Um, on the power play last season, 14 points. This season, 31 points, right? New Jersey's power play was cooking this season. Um, so, and obviously, you know, we talked about it all season, but New Jersey's chance generation and shot generation was elite all year. And Hughes was converting. And, and you know, obviously he saw the result of that, right? So, you know, you look at last season, he did break out last season, but he was injured for half of it. So uh, that's the only reason I can think why he was, you know, put so low on Yahoo. Uh, so an ADP of 95, that's nuts. Um, so he was even better this season, right? He, he broke out last season and he was even better this season at even strength and on the power play. His rate stats were all, almost better across the board. So this season uh, was for real to me, in my opinion. And I think Jack Hughes is probably a first rounder uh, in next season's draft. First rounder, early second. You know, there's not going to be any more value had on Jack Hughes. But that said, too, I, I don't think this is his ceiling. I think he, this this could be like a 120 point player, right? If he if he, he gets a little bit more deployment, like I'd like to see him over 20 minutes there, and then you know, obviously, his, some of his line mates have to start cooking too, right? 
um, which which they all had reasonable years, right? New Jersey had a great year. But I, I don't think this is Jack Hughes' ceiling. I think he can go a little higher there. So all said and done, average draft position, 95. He finished 11th in points leagues and 21st in cast leagues. That's a huge dub. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, obviously, hopefully you were able to get Jack Hughes around 95. Even if you got around 50. Even if you got around 40. Yeah, still a win. Jack Hughes had a great season. Next guy up I want to talk about, Jordan Bennington. Yeah, this is, isn't that weird? I, I picked Jordan Bennington to be a sleeper this year. Um, that's, that's what I did, and I have to live with that. Um, but it didn't turn out as bad as I thought, so we'll, we'll get into it here. But obviously, Bennington, um, the, his ADP on Yahoo was 136. And the reason I was looking at Bennington in draft season was, was because he was basically the last of the workhorse goalies, right? After Bennington was drafted, you were getting into some, some question marks, some timeshares, things like that. So, um, you know, I try and draft a workhorse goalie if possible, right? You want to get as many starts as possible, especially if you're in category leagues. You want to get shots. Uh, you want to get saves. You want to get shots. You know, you want to get wins. You, you need your guy to be out there, right? So, obviously, this was not a great season. This was not a great season for the Ben Man. Uh, you know, along with his poor statistical performance, he was also up to his usual dingus behavior, right? Just being an absolute clown on the ice. So, I mean, he's, he's pretty much a likable, right? So, I don't know. But let's take a look. So, um, last season with St. Louis, he, he only played 37 games. Um, he had 18 wins, 14 losses, with four overtime losses there as well. So, um, 3.13 goals against. Uh, he had a 901 save percentage, which was the lowest of his career. Wait until you hear what the real lowest of his career was. Um, yeah, and... You know, he had a goal saved above average. It was minus 6.45, which is not great, right? It's not what we want to see. We want to see plus numbers there, okay? And he has had plus numbers in his career. So this season, he, you know, uh, again, another reason I picked Bennington as a sleeper was because Vili Huso was moved out to Detroit, right? So the runway was clear again for Bennington to get, to be that number one starter, to get those workhorse-type minutes, and he did. He played 60 games, Right, so 60 games played, 27 wins, 26 losses, six overtime losses, two shootout losses. But last season, goals against 3.13. This season, 3.35. So he's worse there. Save percentage, 901 last season. This season, how about 8.892, buddy? You're going the wrong way. Um, And then, yeah, goals saved above average. He was minus 22.76. That's horrendous. All right, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. So obviously, statistically, he was not good, but, um, you know, we, we can take a couple things away from this. Um, he just bludgeoned his way to some value, honestly, especially in category leagues, right? So I think next season, it, it should be a little bit, you know, it, it should be kind of the same next season. Um, I don't think St. Louis is going to be as bad as they were this season, but the, I think they're obviously going to need some changes here, right? Um, but, like, there's no one coming in to take Bennington's starts, really. I mean, Joel Hofer, I don't think, is is the guy. Not next year, anyway. So I think Binner's going to get another season, and we'll see what happens here. But he's obviously got to, you know, pick up the slack here. Like, he's he's just been... He's been a nightmare to deal with, like, just with his, you know, on-ice antics, and it, the guy's just a bit of a goober, so... Um, he's got to get that kind of sorted out. And I don't know what they're going to do there in St. Louis. I know they had some issues with um, Craig Berube and, and the, you know, the top players on the team there. And I don't know. I don't like to see things like that. Like, makes me think there might be some changes there. But we'll see what happens. So, 
All said and done here, uh, 136. He was drafted at last season in points leagues. Bennington finished 229, so that's a big L. That's, that sucks there. He, he was worse. Uh, but in category leagues, he got up to 105. So drafted at 136, 105. So this is a good learning point for me too, is like um, as far as points leagues go, you can't really have a goalie that's, that's playing this poorly statistically, right? You need, you, you know, you need wins to get points, right? But in category leagues, you don't get negative points for losses where you, as you do in points leagues sometimes. So that's why his numbers in category leagues are much higher. Plus he got a lot of shots on net against him. He saved a lot of shots, even though he let a lot in like, you know, he's just getting counting stats and that's why his numbers in category leagues are higher, right? So it's a bit of a win if you got him in a Cats league. It's a definite L if you got him in a points league. Um, honestly, the goalie value winner. How about uh, Allmark? Linus Allmark. He was drafted around 180. 180! And he's up for the Vesna, and he'll probably win it. It doesn't make any sense for him not to win it. So um, anyways, we'll, uh, yeah, well, I'm taking some lessons from this one, you know, moving forward. But uh, Bennington, thank you for your service. Next up, uh, Jakub Voracek. I don't have too much to say here. Um, he was obviously injured all season um, with concussion-like in, uh, symptoms. And, you know, his career is, is in jeopardy, right? So that sucks. But, uh, you know, the reason I liked Voracek is because of Goudreau coming into town and Line a being healthy at the start of the season. Um, I thought Voracek was going to get some power play time with those players. And, you know, potentially just kind of, second assist his way into some value, especially like he was being drafted. His ADP was 164. Um, you know, I thought he could outperform that draft position and be like kind of your last pick on your team and, and provide you with like 50 to 60 points. I, that's kind of what my thought was there with Warcheck. We didn't get to see it happen, unfortunately, you know, because of his injury. But yeah, I hope to see him back out there. Um, you know, he's not on Columbus anymore, obviously, but kind of a sad story. But yeah, it could have worked out, but we won't even be able to tell at this point. So, yeah, all the best to Jakub Voracek. And then the last guy I want to talk to talk about is Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, I feel really good about this one. I had a feeling about Sergachev this year, and he absolutely delivered, and I'll, I'll let you know how. So his average draft position on Yahoo was 137. Let's take a look at what Sergey did. Sergey. So last season with Tampa, 78 games played, seven goals, 31 assists, um, you know, for 38 points. And he was on a 40-point pace. That, that's nice, right? Um, you know, uh, one really nice thing about Sergachev is that he hits and he blocks. He's a beefer, all right? So last season he had 139 hits and 123 blocks. That's excellent, right? Those are the kind of perifs you want in category leagues. No question. But I remember uh, John Cooper talking about Mikhail Sergachev at the beginning of the season. And, you know, there was reports out that he talked to Sergachev saying, hey, we want you to have a bigger role on the team this year. You know, they didn't really elaborate other than that, what that meant. So we found out what it meant is that they were putting him on power play one instead of Victor Hedman, the guy I drafted with my third pick. What the hell? Um, but yeah, my, my loss there with Hedman is everybody's gain who drafted Sergachev. Like this guy, he had a great season and it was driven by his time on power play one. So let's look at what he had this year. So 78 games played again, 10 goals, 52 assists for 62 points. Sheesh. Yeah, he blew his, blew his numbers out of the water. Um, you know, 65 point pace. That's excellent. Everything stayed the same really, except that he was put on power play one. 
So, you know, his shooting percentage went up a little bit. His shots on goal per game went up a little bit. How about 125 hits and 148 blocks? So that's excellent. So still elite perifs. And then 26 power play points this year. That is, that is excellent. And last season he had seven, right? So that's the difference from going from power play two to power play one on the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? Seven points to 26 points, right? And that's, that's your season right there. That's, he's basically the same player, but they put him on power play one, right? His ice time was up a little bit too. Um, that, you know, he's playing about a minute, a minute and a half more on ice. So um, great season for Mikhail Sergachev. I hope you picked him up because I think, yeah, this to me, like I think they passed the torch there in Tampa Bay. We've talked about it a lot this year. You know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs with Tampa Bay, but I think they feel comfortable with um, Sergachev on power play one there and let Hedman kind of, you know, shut it down a little bit more and, and just take over that way. So we'll see what happens, but I like Sergachev now for power play one. I think he's, he's not a lock there, but he's, he's close. You know, we'll see what they do in the playoffs. So 137 average draft position. How about in points leagues? He was around 70. In category leagues, 38. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, that's, that is such a win. Because you probably, if he was around at 137, like, you might have been able to get him later than that. And then to draft a D-man that's going to give you, uh, you know, 38 overall at the end of the season. What a dub. That's, that's excellent, right? So, um, yeah, those, those, are, those are the players there. I think uh, those are the sleepers. Those are the busts. I feel like we did pretty good. You know, there was, uh, you know, Bennington, uh, Matty Zooks, maybe not the best ones. But again, we, we just got to learn from those. And I'm going to be putting out more sleepers and more busts next season. Um, you know, so. And I'll try and give you my reasoning for that. Right. And, and uh, um, as soon as Yahoo releases their their ADP for next season, we're going to be all over it. We're going to be we're going to be scouring it for all the value that we can. Um, and guys you want to stay away from, right? We got so much content coming up. I'm so excited. This is just one little piece. I just wanted to be accountable to some of the things I said and, and show you what we did here. So yeah, that was fun. All right. Um, I am going to be doing an episode this weekend, uh, just a very quick one doing a playoff previews of all the series. And then I'll give my prediction for the Stanley Cup. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary.